0: Right, this is Al Vins coming at you from Studio Two. Got my good friend Josh Raymond in the house. How you doing, Josh?
1: Good, Al. Glad to be back in studio
0: two. Yeah, happy new year. Yeah, you bet. How were the holidays? Uh, great. Yeah. Had a had a great holidays. Uh, pretty low-key, nothing too exciting, but uh yeah, really good, really good holidays. Spent
1: a fair amount of time watching wrestling in your in your
0: downtime? Quite a bit of time watching wrestling, actually. Yeah, it's uh between um, some of the high school and some of the college stuff going on, it's been a nice, nice little week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, that you kind of
1: got to like the holiday season for a number of reasons, but there's plenty of wrestling to catch, you know, between you know just different holiday tournaments that are taking place.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, and. and um, you know, the Midlands and the scuffle used to be totally premier college wrestling tournaments. They kind of go back and forth on on which one may or may not be deeper, tougher, but both were always good. And then a few years ago, there was an issue with the Midlands, probably COVID-related, right? Someone down in Iowa decided to start the Soldier Salute, um, and that's still going, and the Midlands is back online. So there's actually three college tournaments, D1 tournaments. Um, to follow over uh, a few-day period, you know, less than a week. So that, uh, that keeps, keeps your, your TV busy or your computer streaming device busy. Uh,
1: well, and you know what's kind of crazy? Like, I watched a ton of matches on Soldier's Salute and a handful on, on the Midlands. And, you know, as you mentioned, the college stuff, th- there was also a plenty of high school wrestling going on that w- wasn't actually as easy to watch.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I really, I was hoping that the, the high school wrestling streaming scene would stay strong. It got good during COVID when people realized we need to stream it because we're only letting a few people in the gym and whatever else. Um, and it's just not quite as, I don't know, it feels like a few places have, have backed off that and it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like the Rumble on the Red, there's there's no streaming there. Um the that, Rogers holiday Madness. There's no stream. No matches
0: there, right? Yeah. So we're following stick figures and, and stuff, but no not get to watch any matches live or on replay.
1: No, not and you know, the by state, they, they had a they got a really nice stream that they do on their own. They kinda step out we've talked about this before, they step out of the out of their box of they you don't know, they don't use track or flow or they, they do their own streaming service right. and it's free. And it's traditionally been pretty good. Sure. This year, like, the first day was, was, and maybe it was my internet, you know, coming off, bouncing off the grain bin. Sure. But it was really hard to watch the first day. There was a, a lot of, like, technical difficulties. And, like, you'd have play-by-play that was happening. Then the guys from Wisconsin Wrestlers, they do a And JV Takes were there doing play-by-play. Yep. Those guys do a great job. But the, the match I was watching did not... Did not
0: line up with. It didn't the, match up. Like the audio and the video were uh, two different mats. Yeah, like I'm like <laughs> two, totally. It's different. easy to keep up with more more action that way. I, I guess. guess I, I don't I, know. I, so I can hear what's going on, but I'm watching a different match and.
1: But then I think that the second day they got it, the by state had it figured out and was back to normal.
0: You know, my dad used to like to watch Packer games on TV, but listen to the Packer radio broadcast. Josh, did the Packers and the Vikings either one of those teams play recently? (laughs) Have you noticed any NFL football this weekend?
1: You know what? No, I've been too busy uh, watching
0: wrestling. I'm not even sure what you're talking about. it, It feels like there was a game on New Year's Eve. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, maybe there was. I don't.
0: I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> go, Pat, go. Yeah, so anyway... He does it on purpose. Back to, <laughs> uh, back to college. So you you talked about watching replays and, and audio and play-by-play. Let's talk a little bit about the Soldier Salute, because it was actually a really good tournament. Tons of, of good action there. A lot of Minnesota connections, a lot of fun matches that were, that were um, good to watch. So they were streaming on, like, Big Ten Plus. Yeah. And... They were using um, kind of a one-off, right, for their bracketing oh solution, my. Smooth Comp. Smooth Comp. Yeah. Hey, we were looking for a sponsor for the Smooth Comp section. Did we come up with one?
1: We have one. Um, the Smooth Comp segment is covered by uh, sponsored by Todd Hansen. He's a realtor for Morgan & Trust Realty. Give him a call for all your reality needs.
0: He was, he, you know, we had a pretty good text thread going, he was a big fan of the interface yeah, or not. <laughs> uh, Look, here's the deal. The, so I, I did a little bit of looking around and basically it was a few guys over in Sweden decided to create this. I think it's mostly used for like combat sports, you know, grappling and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and that sort of stuff. And I can see where it would be a pretty decent setup set up for that. Um, for wrestling, there are a few things that don't make any sense, but don't hurt much, and a few things that are completely lacking, but I think fixable. Like, so for instance, you can go and look and see all these wrestlers are from the United States. <laughs> Not super beneficial for this particular <laughs> tournament, but you can sort and filter on you know country of origin if you need to. That's handy. It I is mean, handy. For like, uh, some of these wrestlers were wrestling unattached, but I knew which country they were from, so yeah. that was good. I yeah. can keep up with that side of things and. Uh, the United States ran away with this tournament from a country perspective, Josh, oh, po- country point-wise. It, okay. it was a clean sweep. All right. That's handy. <clears throat> but, um, you know, like one of the first things you notice when you go there is that their brackets, um, along with having a bunch of extra junk above the brackets on the page, had things like repishage one through seven. Right, like, are
1: we? I don't know what that. Yeah, I mean, that's you do know that. I term, do. Right, I mean, from international international brackets. Like, we just call it
0: consolations. Yeah. Um, I feel like know, that would be a pretty easy fix. Just easy change it to the consolation bracket consolation instead of
1: re- bracket.
0: Um, What is so? We talked about track wrestling and not having video, right, for the Rogers tournament or the Rumble. So, if you were trying to keep up with a particular kid or match or team. What sort of page did you have on track wrestling? Probably. I
1: the, would use the dashboard. The, you know, the dashboard. The live right? updates. Yeah.
0: We've all grown to love and hate the stick figures. You oh, can't yeah, tell what's man. going on for sure.
1: Really hate it when your own kid is wrestling. Oh, yeah. It's oh, terrible. It's like.
0: <laughs> but at least you can kind of keep up. There's no option for that here. There's no live update. So that is something that would be really nice to fix. Now, they had really nice overlays for the television broadcast so I know that they've got the ability to to show live scores and and writing time and stuff like that they just don't have anything like that available on the website which is unfortunate um maybe the biggest pain in the neck if you so if you don't have video missing that dashboard sucks like that's the big the, the the giant black mark or whatever for this site but if you have video and you're trying to jump between the eight mats they have going how would you do that, Josh, on a normal site? You'd have some sort of bout board up?
1: Yes. yeah. Did.
0: did you find the bout board on I did, this site?
1: I, I did not. So I, mi- I missed a fair amount of like first periods of matches because I was going from Matt
0: to Matt to mat. I was Just jumping match, just hoping, hoping to find something good, right? Come on, Matt three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually, you know, T- Tony Hagar was tweeting about this, and um, I thought it would be good to have our technical team tweet him and ask him because he would know for sure. Like he had links to this smooth comp site and stuff and said, hey, how do we get a bout board? Know who's up on what mats? And um, you know, I'd, I'd done all the things like click on bouts, thinking perhaps that might be the right place to look. Sounds
1: like it makes sense. Yeah.
0: Um, but, but it wasn't. There was nothing there. I eventually found, um, you know, via a series of, of menu clicks that didn't make a lot of sense, you could see uh, who was wrestling on deck and in the hole on each mat. Now, it wasn't live updated, and you had to refresh it over and over and stuff, but the information is there. That's one of those things I was talking about. If they had just somebody pay attention to what would make this better for a wrestling tournament, they could build that that page, make it clickable, easy to find, auto-refresh it every minute or two, and it would be nice. I mean, look, there's no ads cluttering this up. I love track wrestling. It is like 90% of your, your data usage is for ads. It's terrible and it, it things right like things get hidden because all the ads at the bottom and the side are over oh yeah i know you've ran into that for brackets oh, and for, many times yeah, yeah over like if, over. If, you,
1: if you're the two seed it, it right it, you it,
0: can't you it, you have to hold it up yeah it's you know complicated. So you can kind of see when you let go it slides back down behind the yeah, ad down it drives there drives me nuts it's it's rough and um and those are in track is f- leaps and bounds better than brackets on flow in fact flow doesn't have brackets they just have boxes Next to each other. They don't look like brackets. Oh, it's so goofy. Flows are so... I thought they were going to do away with those. Well, they were going to combine them. There was going to be no option to use track anymore. Like, they were going to grandfather people in for one year. You could use track for one year. After that, it was all flow. Oh, my gosh. And then people that ran tournaments especially, but also viewers are like, flow arena sucks we can't we can't Pause. do away with track so track is stuck around they haven't made any improvements to it but they also i don't believe have broken it significantly so um yeah it is what it is but anyway this I, the smooth comp actually could be once you get a feel for it it's pretty nice there's no ads it's fairly it looks nice it's fairly fast and smooth it's just not really built for wrestling
1: it, it actually grew on me and i would i'll be honest i wouldn't Never found it had you not sent me the link because what I w- went to track and, and the, the Soldier Salute tournament is on track. It existed. It existed, but there was no information. No.
0: It,
1: or it wasn't being released yet. So had you not sent me the link, which I shared with a number of, of friends, like, hey, here it is. Um, once I kind of got used to it and I, I did like the ability to go click on a match
0: that had happened by far, this is the best setup. So, track solution isn't bad if you're on a on a track deal and, and a um um if you have video attached to it, you yeah. can sometimes go and click play. It'll open up a new window. You might have to log in. It'll jump around a little bit, show you some ads, and then let let you watch a match. On here, even if you're not a big 10 plus customer, you could just go click and it would bring up the the results and let you watch the match. It's very handy. Yeah,
1: that, I mean that's pretty cool. Because I, I, wish I would have, you know, I could just, just like screen mirror from my phone to right. the TV and watch it for free, or I can just keep my Big Ten plus monthly sub- subscription <laughs> and pay fifteen dollars a month to watch it, right? Which I, I did, but it's, that 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 was nice. That's really nice.
0: It's super nice, yeah. And and it was high quality video for the most part and immediately available. Yeah, I I thought that was really nice.
1: And then um, I had once I figured out how to get the scores of the matches. Yeah, you know, I had to like hover over the, you know, let's just talk about like we'll look at like jory volk versus brandon pias if you hover over that you know there's a w next to jory for getting the win and then it'll tell you that he won 12 nothing if you hover over it
0: right and then you can click and open up a watch video yeah like there's there's actually a lot of possibility on this yeah. you know um and it wouldn't take much for these guys like i say they the the site is clean and and it would be not too hard for them to improve this And uh, I I don't know if they've got any interest in it. I don't know that they handle any any of the video stuff. They just have links, you know, to whoever, um, you know. Because look, Big Ten Plus is not broadcasting in Sweden for amateur grappling tournaments, Josh. It's just not not happening. What? So. Maybe they don't have an interest in it. I don't know how anybody Iowa decided this was what to use. How they got hooked up with them? i, like, I tell you, it was frustrating. Like there was oh, a yeah. couple of hours worth of frustration. For and sure, you'd go online to to maybe look and see. Like is, is somebody else figured it out? I'm just an idiot, and turns out we're all idiots. Like there was a lot of people unhappy with this.
1: So is it more frustrating for a guy like yourself who's comfortable navigating around the internet and different sites? Right. Right. Or, or more uncomfortable, like a guy like myself who doesn't know anything.
0: I, I, I'll be honest. I was pretty frustrated because oh. I feel like I could figure most things out, and it took me a lot longer to figure this one out. For it a while, was a struggle.
1: I, I wanted to smash my phone. I was like, this is this is driving me oh, insane. Yeah. Why, why, oh, why? just not use track wrestling.
0: Oh well. And um, how'd you like their play-by-play guys, Josh?
1: I mean, are you kidding me? In the freaking state of Iowa, right? They lo- they love wrestling, right? You walk in huge fans, right? You, like, you walk into any freaking bar in in Iowa, and you're gonna run into wrestling fans. Yeah. How can they not get a couple guys from said bar and say, put them in front of a microphone and say,
0: hey, you know, I know you're going to guess gonna run what? You get tri- in free for this tournament. Yes. You're to watch it from the front row. All just, you gotta do is talk.
1: Just talk about the stuff you would talk about when you're sitting down at the the tenth inning. Yes. You know, like come on, I,
0: especially for the finals. The finals, yeah, and the semis. The semis, they ran on four mats. You could hardly keep up with it. It was, I mean, th- there was there was definitely room for improvement.
1: Yeah, I'll leave it to Iowa.
0: Right, but it it was a it was a good tournament. There was a lot of good action. I don't know if you just want to. Should we just run through kind of the weight classes, little to big, and see if there's anything in each one we want to talk about?
1: Yeah, we can. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I was mostly. Um, and when I say mostly, I was, I was pretty much mainly watching um, our friends at the Golden Gophers and um, other Minnesota kids representing other schools. Yeah, the, so, old, the
0: third category would be anybody wrestling a Hawkeye. Yeah, right, you know? right. That's, I mean, you pay that's, attention to that anyway.
1: Yeah, that is an uh, important piece of it if they win. Right. Um, but let's start at, yeah, you know, 125. Patrick McKee took third, and Brandon Mavari got sixth. Yep. Um, let's talk a little bit about Patrick's match. If you don't mind, um, was it his quarterfinal match, maybe? or oh, his first round match. His first round. It was, it was his first actual match of the day. Do you remember the score of that?
0: Well, I remember I watched it, and Patrick McKee, as tough as they come and not afraid to go upper body, I watched him get lefty headlocked and lap dropped <laughs> in the same match. <laughs> and he still won by seven. He won, well, I think he won by 10. 10? 23 to 13 was his final th- score, wasn't it? Well, I guess if you tell Brandon Paulson... 20.5 is the over-under in a Patrick McKee match. He'll laugh and take the over every time. He'd have won this bet. Yes. Right?
1: I mean, he's going out there. He had a a, a handle, you know, he a nice lead, right? And oh, he yeah. He was a totally comfortable
0: left. lead, but he'd never, he decided he was going to keep scoring. Period. Keep, go, keep, go, going, go. keep going. Keep going. Keep I mean, going. You know, yeah. and, and we talked, uh, you know, Pat had knee surgery. We were all really looking forward to a healthy Pat McKee this year. Yeah. And I don't know if he's healthy or not. I hope he is. But we we had a conversation off air about the knee pad situation slash brace situation. He's got a lot going on right there. It does not look I don't even duper healthy.
1: I don't even know what most of that stuff is. Right, like there's
0: there's multiple braces, several layers of it. There's like a catcher's pad, like a backward bubble on his yeah, calf, knee to, pad
1: on the back side of his knee, right like facing backwards. And here he, but then he, it's like, well, I mean. I wonder how bad it is because he's goes out and puts up twenty three points in the first match. And I mean he is wrestling with typical Patrick McKee it aggressiveness. Was, it was and an reckless absolute McKee match, yes. It was
0: <laughs> You know, and then he, he um he ended up what in the semis? He got beat by Ayala, is that what happened? Semis? Yeah. Yep. And that that was a tough match. Um He lost five to four. Yeah, uh, was, he was, was at the end. Patrick was ahead and had fought off several good shots late in that match, and at the very end, uh, Ayala was able to f- to finish one on him.
1: Yeah, he finished the takedown, and then he rode him out with, like, 20 seconds left, and I think he erased Oh, you know time. what?
0: Yeah, so that's what it was. It was, like, 1.15 left, uh, 1.15 of writing time for Patrick, and Patrick was up by two, and he got taken down with 20 seconds left about. Yeah. And... So all he had, if he gets away immediately, he's actually ahead with yep. riding time and the escape. If he gets away at all, he at least ties it up, and he ended up getting rode out and, uh, yeah, end up losing the match by point.
1: Which totally sucked just as being a Gopher fan, but at the same time, like, it's a, a great match to take a take, or bracket. Like, take a look at Patrick's. Loses a heartbreaker in the semis, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of times in college wrestling, we, we see after something like that, the guy doesn't come back and finish the tournament, right?
0: Well, and especially, I mean, look, Pat's not a spring chicken anymore. His body's been through a bit, right? As yeah. his knee brace count will will tell you. <laughs> yeah, and yep. by the way, uh, I think Ayala had an unfair advantage. He had to be used to wrestling someone with two or three knee knee braces on, right? Wrestling yes, Spencer Spencer Lee, Lee all those Lee's years. Trained for that match. Yeah, that's unfair completely. But uh, yeah, but Pat came back and beat the tar to two more guys, uh, you know, to to take third place. Yeah. Big heart match er, uh, or tournament there.
1: And because I, mean, like I say a lot of guys, you know, they after they find out they're not making the finals, they kind of, you know, they bail on the rest of the tournament. Not Pat. He just came back through wrestlebacks, takes third and backside and, Pat. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. Yeah, it's super fun.
0: You know, you mentioned Movari. Um, Brandon had a really nice <laughs> tournament, right? He ended up uh, made the semis, um, got beat in a close match by Jory. Yeah. And then um, he ended up medically out. And at the time, I was um, – I don't – hopefully Brandon's not hurt too bad. I, I'll be honest. My gut says he's probably not hurt bad. I looked at the bracket later. The kid he had next on the backside was a kid that he'd wrestled the day before. He'd ended up beating him the day before. But he the same kid he already wrestled. If he beats him again – he's most likely got Pat for third, and they're not going to wrestle that match, right? No. That's that's just not going to happen. So um, there maybe wasn't a whole lot of upside to him wrestling, and, and I'm hoping that he's feeling fine, and that's the reason he, he you know, medicaled out versus was actually hurt. But he had a nice tournament.
1: That was a nice – he had a great tournament. That was a really nice semifinal for the uh, you know Minnesota kids.
0: Yeah. Jory,
1: Jory Volk, Brandon Mavari, and Pat McKee. Yeah. That was – Let's talk a little bit about Jory, uh, you know, from the University of Wyoming. He had a nice, nice run to
0: the finals there. think like, it looked really, really good, and, man. He, yeah, he looked awesome up through the quarters, and then, you know, he looked good against Brandon. Brandon had a very specific game plan. Well,
1: right? they, those guys know each other. For like, sure. They've wrestled together hundreds of times.
0: Yep, and Brandon executed his game plan to perfection, and that kept the, the match close, and, um, you know, Jory, but Jory prevailed, ended up winning that match, and then um you know, he actually wrestled fine in the final. He wrestled good in the finals. Yeah. It was just one of those where um Al ended up taking him down at the end of the match, you know, again. Um no, 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 no. That was the one where Jory was in on a shot late.
1: There was a situation in that at the end of that match where there was neutral danger. And yeah. I, I do not understand the college rules good enough apparently because I, I could have swore that Ayala was was in neutral danger, and there was there was never a count. I didn't.
0: Well, think. what state? What was, who was hosting this tournament? What state was it this in? The state was, I- where's Ayala from?
1: For, yeah, he's oh. from Iowa, the state that uses smooth comp for their bracketing, <laughs> right? and, you know, this, It just felt weird. Like I'm like, wait a minute, is this not neutral danger here? Like. That, and I don't know if the ref ever started counting.
0: Yeah, late in that match, Jory was in deep on a shot, and then Ayala ended up, like, diving through her leg and just kind of knee-barring it out to to finish the match. Um, exactly. Yeah. Jory was very close to scoring at the end of that. But a, a good tournament. Jory's, uh, look, 125. We've talked about 4 I'm glad that the two of us are not in charge of, of ranking NCAA Division One 125-pounders because they are all over the board. But Jory's had a Ton of good wins. He's had some tough losses. So he'll be ready to roll. Um when postseason comes around. He'll he'll, you know, yeah, he's looking good. Yeah,
1: Minnesota the state of Minnesota was representing very well at 125 pounds there. Let's look at should we go on to one thirty three, Al? Sure.
0: 133, Jake Oliva, seemingly alum, took fifth. Jake was wrestling really well. He uh he actually gave he did he get beat by Teske on the front side? He Is did. That, he actually gave him a heck of a good match? Like um it almost felt like Jake gave him a ton of respect and it's not like he didn't he wasn't I'm not saying that he wasn't offensive but um I you know I think by the end of the match Jake realized that's actually a match he can win and I don't know if he maybe he believed that going into it but um he gave Teske who ended up winning the whole thing gave him everything he wanted and that was that was a good match Jake looked good this weekend
1: yeah that was I I totally agree and say I think that was Teske's, maybe his closest match, too, was with, with Jake.
0: Well, I um, he was actually losing in the finals, I think. Kid from Nebraska um, took him down to start the match and then ended up...
1: Oh, yeah, I'm just testing Of course, he remembers that. Kid from <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> but, yes, you're right, because in the finals, he did win, like, 5-4, didn't he? Yeah, it
0: was a one-point match. But, anyway, J- Jake was in that match the whole way through, threatened to win it for sure. That... Uh, it's fun, you know. Jake, another kid, been been around the golf room for a long time, um, and it's it's always fun when you see a good kid like that have a have a nice tournament.
1: Yeah, that um, he was about our main guy at one thirty three at one forty one. Vance Vombar for the golfers, he took third. Ben Lund for the golfers, he lost in the, you know, I don't know, I'd call it the Concy quarters maybe to. Clay Carlson, what was that, Repichage? Repichage
0: 5. Repichage
1: 5, if you're looking at the bracket. <laughs> he lost to another uh, Minnesota native, Clay Carlson from SDSU. Um, they. Uh, Who,
0: Um, you know, look, I, I know Carlson way better than Von Bauer, but Von Bauer, the current golfer, ended up uh, beating, right? He knocked Carlson out on the front side.
1: Yeah, Carlson ended up getting 7th. Yep. Um, but yeah, and I think I think those guys against each other like in the series, they maybe are like like one and two. Carlson's got one win and Von Bar's got sure. two, maybe. Sure. Um I, I can't remember totally off yeah, you know, I I wouldn't bet anything on it, but I, I feel that's the way it was. Another fewer
0: from Iowa, you'd bet on it. Oh
1: <laughs>
0: yes, I would. Did I say <laughs> that out loud or think <laughs> it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so true. The another one forty one pounder that was uh, Minnesota kid that was wrestling was Parker Jansen from South Dakota. He's wrestling for South Dakota State. He lost in the consi quarters, um, but he had a big win over a, a kid who was ranked like 30th in the country for uh, UNC, Caden McCrary.
0: McCrary, yeah.
1: I mean, not only did he beat him, but he tech followed him 19-4. Yeah. So, no, McCrary, I think, he. I know he's a Super 32 champ, because I remember when he won, when he won Super 32, it was at... Um, Myrtle Beach. And he gave the the belt, the championship belt that he won, to his dad. And it reminds me of you because his dad put the belt on and came up in the stands in his skinny jeans and his alligator skin shoes. And he's like, yeah, baby,
0: we're the champ. We're the champ. That does sound a lot like me. (laughs) Especially (laughs) the skinny jeans. Alligator boots, skinny jeans, and uh, yeah. yeah. But,
1: um, I mean, McCreary was like a four-time state champ from Georgia when, you know, Georgia wrestling was maybe as good as it's ever been. Yeah. So if you'll have to explain to me how this works out, like, I mean, Jansen literally just picked him apart. 19 to 4.
0: I saw that result. Uh, I don't think I saw that that match, and I can easily go back and rewatch it, but I'm not going to do that right now. Yeah. I'm going to do that later. Um yeah, you know, he scored four points, McCreary. So it's not like sometimes you'll see that, you know, fifteen nothing, sixteen nothing in the first period where somebody clearly got a takedown and just went crazy on a bunch of four point tilts, you know. But um no, McCreary scored four points. So he either had a takedown of his own or a bunch of escapes. It would mean Parker had a bunch of takedowns. Like it's a that's a pretty impressive lopsided score. Yeah, uh, it's actually more impressive than fifteen zip.
1: I saw it, and I was like, oh, my... I immediately texted Tim. I was like, oh, this is freaking awesome. Keep it going, you know, because... That was, that was when I had finally kind of figured out the brackets. Started right? Yeah, that... That's, you know, good for Parker. That, you know, South Dakota State had to enjoy seeing that. Let's well,
0: one 149 Al. Okay. Um, I have a new... Uh, <laughs> you actually... So... If I was going to ask you how often you cheer for Hawkeyes, I would say my guess would be rare occasions. One, possibly, if it's like a Minnesota kid that you know and appreciate, and then you quietly cheer for him without really not going to buy any Hawkeye stuff. The other might be if they're wrestling another Hawkeye. Would yeah, that be the case in this that, that weight was, class. That
1: would is literally the um, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm obviously a fan of Zach Glazier and, and Patrick Kennedy, Minnesota right. kids wrestling for the Hawkeyes, but, but no, I mean. Caleb Rathjen maybe surpassed them as my favorite Hawkeyes because he beat three Hawkeyes in this tournament himself. You know, he,
0: I tell you what, the Hawkeyes are deep in this weight class. This they, is crazy. They're like four, or five deep.
1: Like and the guys he beat were no slouches. You know, he had wins over Cade Seabrook, Victor Voinovich, and Anthony Ferrari. And I enjoyed watching all of them, right? Because you know it's. Anytime I get to see a Hawk lose, other than Kennedy or, or Glazier,
0: it's entertaining. <laughs> Even if it's a Hawk beating them. There was a little bit of extracurricular at the end of the finals match here, too. <laughs> oh, and so what happened? So Rathjin beats Ferrari in the finals, and they're kind Pretty of... Pretty convincingly, right? Or, I mean, like 5-2 or whatever it was. I don't remember. It was, it was was. Uh, it's not like he scored at the very end of win, did he? Um, I think he was ahead. Was he? Like,
1: I think so. The They're walking back to center off the edge of the mat, and... Ferrari, you know, he had his forehead wrapped up because he had the the head-butted someone, you know, a thousand times to, you know, draw blood. (laughs) And, you know, they're walking back to the center, and he kind of gives him a... He gives Rathjen a shove, right?
0: He did. And it it wasn't like... It It wasn't a crazy shove. It was clearly a shove. It wasn't like, um, you're in my way, and I'm just kind of moving you out of the way. It was a shove. It was a shove. Not a giant shove, but a clear shove.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it, it probably... You know, no, nothing more major than you'd have in a in a Iowa practice room. Or Probably maybe less even, than you get in the room half yeah, the time, right? I mean, but maybe most practice rooms. You know, if, let's say it's a wrestle off going on behind closed doors. Not a real big deal, but then Ratchin circles around and steps on the line and does drops into a flex
0: position on him. If if you so if I didn't see this flex and you have to explain to me. Like uh, where I could see this flex online, like if it was reminiscent of any other flexes <laughs> or like modeled after a particular flexor, if, for instance. If, if
1: you remember a couple of years ago, the, it was in 2021 when AJ Ferrari, right? the older brother of Anthony, when he won his national championship for Oki State he was known for flexing after each match. Yeah. It looked very similar to that. It's almost it, like... Pretty
0: similar. Almost <laughs> like for
1: AJ Ferrari taught Caleb <laughs> Rathkin this flex. It was,
0: man, was that entertaining for me. It was not just like the trapezoid flex, but like the left leg way ahead, yeah, just, just like AJ. It was literally... Like... Like, you know, maybe it's been practiced in front of a mirror. I don't know. It was, it was a, a clear AJ flex. Oh, <laughs> man, that was... Oh, and speaking of AJ Ferrari, we might touch on him in a later weight class uh for this tournament. He was back on the mat this weekend, wasn't he?
1: He, he was. All right. We'll see if us anything to talk to hear about. What happened.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Okay,
1: so that's that's 149. Um Yeah, I don't know if there's uh I don't think there was really much Minnesota action at that weight because it was they had like basically every wrestler was from Iowa in that bracket. So let's go on to one fifty seven. Kyler Wong from Wyzetta, he's a true freshman for the golfers. He made it to the Consi quarters before going down. And Sebas Swigum, he lost out in the round before the Consi quarters, or repassage three, five, whatever you call it. Um, but yeah. He, so
0: Kyler's loss was like the blood round, essentially, right? If he wins, he's top eight. Yeah. Yeah, and and Sebas uh, the match before that. So, yes. Yep.
1: So they're you know right there, you know duking for a spot on the podium, but the at, in the finals, Cale Swenson from SDSU, another Y Z wrestler, he takes second. He had a fantastic tournament. He had wins over North Carolina's Sonny Santiago and Iowa State's who was wrestling unattached because of
0: because of also gambling gambling
1: situations. <laughs> that um, Panero Johnson, you know, and then big wins over those guys and he ended up dropping the championship match to the all-American Jared Franick. From NDSU, formerly
0: NDSU, formerly yeah. NDSU, but he's at Iowa now. Before that, it was like a West Fargo guy. Like we've watched that kid in green since high school, right? Like, yeah, he was at, he was at the Christmas tournament wearing those ugly green singlets, looked like a little angry elf. And
1: yeah, yeah West Fargo. Yeah, right? I think or was it was at Fargo. North? It's one of the Fargos. It was West Far- Yeah, one of the one of the Fargos. Um, so yeah, he ended up. I think, and I think the match was like four to one.
0: Yeah, it was competitive. And and look, Frannox is tough as they come. Like he's a bad dude. And he's a tough dude.
1: Extremely hard to score on, and Kale Swenson looked really good.
0: Yeah, he's looked good this year yeah. in general. I mean, no surprise, right? He, he's always looked good, but he's he's wrestling well this year again.
1: That um, keep an eye on him come the end of the year. Like he should should have a his family. I think is going to have a pretty exciting time at the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah. If we go on to 165, Blaine Brenner for the Gophers, he uh, he took fourth. Now, Blaine was a state champ from Stanley Boyd High School in Wisconsin. Do you remember what weight he won that championship at, Al?
0: Well, I, I would say 32 or 38, right? Because he wrestled, some, the Minnesota kids he wrestled were that size. Yeah, So.
1: Yep. A- absolutely. He was at 132 pounds. Yeah. He was, I mean, that kid has grown.
0: He is not a small 165, Josh.
1: No. And he's, um, when we were at the, we were at like the Gopher Wrestling Club for like a, maybe like an RTC practice or something like that. Like one of the nicest kids you could, you could talk to very, you know, came and sat down and just BS for a little bit
0: and very,
1: very well-mannered young man, easy kid to cheer for.
0: I, I know some people from Wisconsin who know him well and his family well, and they really like him. I've never met him or talked to him to speak of. I know he's he's got an aggressive streak on the mat. Like he he's oh, yeah. a goer. Man. He goes he just, big time. Yeah. Oh
1: man! Yeah. I watch him and Chase DeBlair throw each other right. around in freestyle and Greco matches. Like it was just pure fireworks. I would, like say he's a really easy kid to cheer for. He looks good in that in that golfer singlet. Um, also at 165, someone we talked about a little bit earlier. One of the few Hawks that I cheer for, Patrick Kennedy, he finishes a runner-up to another Iowa guy by the way of NDSU, Michael Caliendo.
0: And that match, um, Caliendo dumped Patrick for seven, didn't he?
1: Yeah. How the heck did that work? There was a throw in there. Um,
0: It was at least somewhere five to seven. I think it was either six or seven. I don't remember – for sure, I think he got the full set of swipes, so a seven-point toss, and then that was what a couple-point match.
1: Yeah, it ended up being like seven to three, I think. Yeah, that is. Um, so you take away that dump, and I'd like to see that match wrestled again. I don't know. I mean, are these Al, are these things? Are they like wrestle-offs? I mean, is wrestling basically a Iowa wrestlers?
0: I've had people ask that question, and um, you know, we've talked before. Colleges, a lot of colleges prefer to settle rest loss by having kids enter the same tournament and see who does best against, you know, light competition and that sort of thing. But at some point, you know, um, even though Patrick scored a lot of points for the Hawkeyes and he's, he's, he's done everything they've asked of him at some point you, I mean, you have to think Calando is going to be the starter in their next duel. You know, Um, I, I don't know for sure, but as of now, it feels like, like that's the route they're gonna take.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I gotta, I gotta believe you. I don't know. I mean, I think they wrestle the Huskers coming up soon. Oh, really? They do. We're gonna find out. That is, um, that'll be interesting. I, I hope it.
0: Patrick's the guy. You know. But, um, for sure. I mean, he, he's already been on the short end of the stick, right? When Marinelli got an extra year for COVID. Yeah. You know, Patrick came in. He's like, you know what? That's fine. I'm going to red shirt for a year. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get tougher. I'm going to do everything right. Right. And yeah. then I'm going to be the guy for four years. I'm, I'm going to be like, a whoa, good whoa, teammate. Whoa, hold on PK. Uh, we're going to give Marinelli one more year. And he dang near beat him. I watched. I watched him take uh, Marinelli to overtime down at the Luthro. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, front and center. Like, yeah. I mean, Patrick Kennedy was ever every bit as good as as um, Gra- as Marinelli, Marinelli in that in that match, right? Like, and that's where you know. I don't know. Like, does Kennedy or Caliendo have more success against similar competition? Like, that's got to be the question. It's not who beats each other. You know, I don't know what the answer is, and, and you're certainly never going to get a straight answer out of a Hawkeye coach. <gasps> Have you ever seen interviews with these guys? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's I'm awesome!
1: Telling, did, did you see the interview after this tournament ended? We'll, I, we'll, we'll touch back on this, we'll get back to this when we get to like around 197.
0: Yeah, it, maybe we'll talk about softballs at that point because that's all those, those, or those so called. Media media people throw softballs. Man, they're, like, they're freaking softer than us. Man, it's terrible. And it was
1: I was like, Ugh. I'm watching it. I watched five minutes of Hawkeye interview, you know, Tom Brand's interview for
0: it was a bunch of crap, right?
1: Oh man, okay.
0: Yeah, we let's, can touch on that again later.
1: <laughs> let's go into 174. Um actually 174 is kind of interesting now. We had you know former Anoka Tornado. Uh, Tyler Eishens, he's wrestling for the University of North Carolina. He took fourth. Did you see who he split matches with in the the tournament?
0: I did. I watched – I actually – I saw those matches. Bubba Wilson from Nebraska. Uh, Bubba's up from 165 pounds. Um, Not the biggest 74, but Tyler's not necessarily a giant 74. They're both goers. Like, their first match was super entertaining. It was wild. Um, and Tyler came out on top of that one. And then, uh, in that third, fourth place match, um, Bub ended up winning and Tyler came up short, but yeah, split, split matches with him. Um,
1: and it was a nice, I mean, he had a great tournament. He took yeah. fourth and it's kind of weird seeing him in a North Carolina single. It's
0: after. a little different. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. The, but getting used to it looks good. I mean, coast to coast. Yeah. Big time. The, at 184 pounds, we saw Isaiah Salazar and Max McNally share the title at 184. The um, What are your thoughts That's on that? That's not the
0: first time they've shared, right? Uh, I think earlier in the year they they shared. Um, well, here's the deal. So a lot of people ask the question, you know, do you do you pull red shirts? Do you not pull red shirts? What do you do? And, and I don't know what the answer is. And... and Every coaching staff has their own strategy and opinion. Um, I'll say this: as much as I like Max and excite, as exciting as he is to watch, Salazar is a proven commodity, um, and he, he's ranked pretty highly. Yeah. Um, you know he's, he a, is, he's a
1: tough hombre, man. Yeah,
0: he's a tough on for sure. He is. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. I think I think a pretty common strategy would be to to keep the red shirt on Max for now. Um, and the theory being, if I'm look 100% honest, uh, if I think McEnelly's better, I think he's better by a couple of points at nationals, not like 20, right? Like if you've got a guy yeah. that can that can make the finals, look anybody can make the finals, on and on and on. But if you've got a guy that you're pretty sure, like he's Let's a final like Gable Stevenson, yeah, you've got Gable Stevenson, and and you've also got an option that's like a blood round guy right? So like a guy that is probably going to score you two, three points, or you've got Gable that's worth, you know, 25 to 30, right? Then clearly you, you pull the red shirt, right? Like almost always, you pull that red shirt because he's so much better for the team. You don't know what's going to happen with injuries, with transfer portals, with eligibility, with all these things. So you pull it. If you've got two guys that are like a point apart, two, three points apart, and and you know as much as everybody'd love for the gophers to be a trophy team I don't think this is the year that they're going to finish top four so I, I I don't know I don't I don't think you burn Max's red shirt based on um point scoring ability at nationals and and that will happen in a lot in, in programs right Penn State Iowa oh yeah Ohio State like they they if we can get two extra points we're going to do it because it might make the difference between a trophy and a not
1: yeah we've seen it
0: Right. But, I don't know if that's the case here.
1: Well, and you know, another another variable as I like to as I, as much as I enjoyed watching the Iowa <laughs> guys beat on each other, right? Um I I do think like in in the sem- in McAnally's semifinal match, he maybe tweaked his knee or or something. That was
0: a crazy match too, wasn't it? It, it
1: was. It, and um it kind of had me scratching my head a couple times, but he did he ended up limping off the mat. Right? And when they went out to get their their trophy, I it maybe looked like he had a little bit of a limp, and you know the risk versus reward. There's really no sense Zero, in addressing right. that match if.
0: Well, and and no matter who wins it, is there any reason to give one of them a D one loss on the record? Like I don't think so. Well, don't tell the Iowa guys this, because like uh, those I, clowns I, don't matter. I, Josh, I agree with you, you but I do like, like there, hey, there was actually, <laughs> there was actually some Iowa fans arguing with each other and and um, about the whole. Iowa situation, mostly 197, yeah and um, somebody was like, well, at least we wrestle the finals, unlike Minnesota, or unlike at 184, and I'm like, uh, you've got a, a top 10 guy in the country and a redshirt freshman, and you're going to compare that to this situation? <laughs> yeah, that is not <laughs> the same. That is not the same at all. Not the same at all, but, oh. Hey, so,
1: as we know, you, you alluded a little bit to Max's semifinal match against – um. John Gunderson from, uh, you know, he's wrestling unattached, but I think he's probably at U and I
0: Panther, yep. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, Gunderson in his his match against he beat K Short from the University of Wyoming.
0: Also, Kane, uh was a had a blood round match, right? He made to the blood round of this tournament. had a had some nice wins.
1: Yeah, some very nice wins. And and his match with, the, here's a reason, like with the three point takedown, where we, you know, we've talked a little bit about it, like. I know you're a bigger fan of it than I am. I like I'm still on the fence, but he, here I don't I don't love the three-point takedown because early in that match, Kane gets caught in um what Jason Nolf popularized or called the win dixie. Yep. And scored a lot of points with it. Probably seven. Well, that's what that's what Gunderson got against against in the first 30 seconds of the match. Kane takes like a high a high crotch shot yep. and gets win-dixied. And you know, it took a couple seconds for the ref to start. I believe he started counting neutral danger, and he he did. So then he awarded. So then at that time, after how long is the neutral danger? Three seconds. Count? Three seconds. Yep. He awards essentially a three point takedown, he right? He does. Yep. And then, you know, can still on his back, but he doesn't start counting near fall for, I don't know, call it ten seconds or something like this. So then he starts counting near fall. And I think
0: so. Kyan gives up the takedown. He probably hears that, right? Because referees are pretty good about being loud about neutral danger one, neutral yeah. danger two, takedown red, whatever, right? Three points. But then Cain doesn't hear any any thousand one thousand. Here's no swipes. No, no swipes. So he figures he's probably safe, not in a great position, but safe. Yeah. And it, then out of nowhere,
1: well, I, referee I, starts counting. I think Gunderson grabbed Kayan's arm, you know, as he's got him on his back, holding him on his back with his legs, right. Well, then, once that arm is collected, the ref starts counting swipes. You know, four seconds later, cans down, seven, nothing, 30 seconds into the match. And I'm not even sure the ref knew it was a move.
0: Right. You know, like this is, so it's. Well, look, we, we both, we've talked about it with two or three different groups of people. Um, the Gunderson McAnally match, mm-hmm. and that ref did not know it was a move. He had no idea what was going on.
1: Yeah, so spoiler alert for people listening to us go watch McAnally versus Gunderson in the semis. Gunderson hits the same exact win, yep. Dixie, and he literally, as he's holding McAnally on his back with his legs, he looks at the official who's not counting neutral danger at all. I have no, no idea why. He
0: looks totally confused.
1: I mean, he's just kind of watching him, and I'm like, wait a minute, what what's going on here? I mean, I'm. I'm as a Minnesota fan, I'm glad he didn't
0: sure didn't wasn't awarding points against us. But you were also a guy that had watched him Gunderson do this move earlier in the tournament to Q, right? Yeah. So you knew what it was, or not that you didn't anyway. But you, in a match, a Q lost eight to seven, right? You gave up seven points
1: in it. Well, then the ref, you know, Gunderson looks at the ref and he's like, "Hey, ask the second official, you know, ask right. the, the assistant what he thinks." And then all of a sudden, after thirty seconds. He starts counting neutral danger. It's like, what? what is going on here? And then somewhere in the mix, they figured out that there was 2.2 near fall points, too. So it was a 5-point Which move. was
0: crazy, right? Because Max was, look, Max was on his back for approximately 30 seconds. Yeah. And, and somehow the referees, amongst all the confusion, decided it was a 3-point takedown at some point and 2-point near fall at some point. Not 3 or 4 near fall, not like... It was a very odd sequence of officiating. Yeah, I
1: did not get it. And remind me how near fall works in college now, because it's changed this year, right?
0: Well, you can get three near falls, the big change, right? So a two count is two points, a three counts three points, and a four counts four points.
1: And somehow out of 30 seconds of being on your back, it only, again, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. For sure. Um, Yeah, because,
0: yeah, that that match could end it differently.
1: Yeah, I mean, as a wrestling, it it definitely ended differently for for Kane Short, but. Um, so yeah, but when you go in the hole down seven nothing, the first three seconds of the match, I, I asked you off air, how the heck do you come back when you're down you gotta seven have a seven? You've got to have a seven <laughs> point move. <laughs> the good, All right, kids, the, the work the on your and the bad, moves. The
0: good and the bad news is that it only takes about six seconds.
1: It does only take six seconds. I mean, a
0: takedown is worth three, and 4 near fall, take four seconds. So it does not take long to get that. But um, you got to have it in your arsenal, I guess. Yeah. So so Q scored seven straight points after that? He got beat 8-7, he said?
1: I think it was 8-7. Eight, 8-7. Seven. Eight, seven. So like,
0: probably, Gunnarsson probably got away at some point.
1: Yeah, I think there was an but escape. But Q got,
0: he must have had a, an escape or two, maybe some back points, a takedown. Like, clearly won the match after that situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: and it's like, oh That's my tough. gosh. You, you end up in such a weird situation in like a funky, a funky...
0: And I know Gunderson's wrestling unattached at this point, but he's also behind um, the number one guy in the country at that weight class. Oh,
1: Gunderson's
0: yeah. Gunderson's a handful. Yeah, I mean, he... Like, th- that would have been a really nice win for Q, even though it would have been, um, you know, against unattached guy. Gunderson's tough.
1: Yeah, that is he a Wisconsin dude? Is he Originally? Part... Yeah, is he from Wisconsin? It's a is
0: good he... question. I don't know. Is he
1: kind of part of that, you know, ended up over there, over at UNI, kind of like Kekeisen. It might have been. I can't. Um, but yeah, he had a, Gunderson had a nice tournament, but it was a, Max had a nice win. He beat him at the end. He 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 pulled her off at the end. Um, like got a, got a takedown late, like with yeah. like five seconds and left or something Maybe not at like hundred
0: percent. Yeah, like. It's it a nice gutsy win.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, okay, let's roll into. Do we want to? You know what. Let's, I know we're going to get off topic here. Let's skip over 197 for a second and go take a look at heavyweight, and then we'll get back to... We'll finish with 197. How's that sound? It works for me. All right, so one of my favorite Simley Spartans of all time, Bennett Tabor, the heavyweight for the uh, Golden Gophers, he he wins the tournament, takes first, and um, he beat Luke Rasmussen from South Dakota State in the finals, and Bennett really had a nice nice tournament. Like I mean, there's never a doubt that... As he was progressing through the bracket, I mean, he looked really good, and yeah, all the way
0: along, it felt comfortable. Like he wrestled well every match. It was never like, oh man, something crazy has to happen here. He's just he just wrestled well, match after match, and that's the kind of tournament. Look, two eighty five, a big boy sport, and they're it's such such an athletic weight class compared to how it used to be, but it's still a big boy grinders weight class. I mean, I, I between. Uh, this tournament and midlands and uh, the scuffle like i've seen some great big heavyweights like you've got to be able to grind and bennett had a really nice balance of grinding and and offensive pressure and pouring the points on it was yeah. it was good to see
1: yeah it was and and fun to watch too like obviously yeah local kids. did you happen
0: to see uh, his victory celebration the bull, the bull yeah. moose. The bull moose was loose. You're
1: freaking awesome. Loved it. Anytime that comes out, that is a good thing.
0: And I don't know, maybe maybe that's that's been unleashed earlier this year, but I hadn't seen it personally, so I was pretty happy to see that.
1: Yeah, that is that's always fun to see. And then he looks like he's filling out, you know he's, I know his metabolism closer to being a heavyweight. Yeah, like his metabolism was so high I think it was having a hard time keeping the weight on and looks like he's maybe kind of yeah, like I said, he's being closer to being a heavyweight. Yeah. That um another another heavyweight in that bracket, Vinny Mueller from Columbia. Yeah. He got eliminated in the Concey corner quarters, but if you remember, Vinny was a state champ last year for St. Thomas Academy. Right. Yeah. That is our heavyweight guys in action. Okay, so let's go 197. Okay. Let's start with Garrett Joles from the Gophers. He took fourth. He dropped his semifinal match to Iowa Zach Glazier, 5-4. Um, so we had, you know, little Minnesota versus Minnesota. Well, Joel's is actually from Wisconsin, but he's been here long enough. I count him as a Minnesotan. Um, the semis- he's a
0: pinnacle kid too, right? So that makes him half gopher to start, or half Minnesota to start with.
1: Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, where he's, he's from, um, I'm trying to remember. I know their school colors are purple, but... Um, boysville wisconsin yeah that's where he he hails from and gavin nelson another simley alum he uh he took sixth in the tournament he had a nice tournament but unfortunately for gavin he ran into a guy that got the better of him a couple times twice yeah another minnesota kid joey novak from wyoming who took joey took third and man he had a freaking great tournament he ended up wrestling garrett he wrestled joels in the third place match and he got the got the better of joels there
0: yeah you know joey he went out to the cliff keen and got his way onto the podium in in i think the toughest you know non-ncaa championship tournament of the year yeah cliff keen's always super tough and he found his way on the podium and it feels like the confidence just builds every time he wrestles man he's got all the tools but um he's young And he's not, like, jacked like some of these guys are. And as you watch him go on, like, you even watch the two matches with Gavin, right? The first, they were both close. Uh, The first match was close. The second match was, you know, Joey, his confidence level, even within the same tournament, had grown immensely. Like, he's, he's loving wrestling and it shows. Like, he's wrestling really good right now. Yeah, he, he gave Ferrari a good match in the semis.
1: He did. You know, I mean, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, that's that was I mean, he was he had a fun, very fun tournament. Like I say, you know what? I'm guilty of what you know, seeking out the Minnesota kids and watching them and see how they do, especially the ones that I know. Yeah. And Joey's a, you know, a super easy kid to cheer for. And the guys he was wrestling, the Minnesota guys he was wrestling are super easy kids to cheer for. So it was you know, there's a lot of entertainment value there because well, and you
0: didn't even mention two guys that lost in the blood round, uh, Thomas Danine and Gabe Nagel. Yeah, right? two more uh, Minnesota connections. Yeah,
1: and both of them just awesome kids. Like yeah, Gabe Nagel, literally the the easiest kid when we were helping out with Minnesota's number one. Yep, the easiest kid to schedule a match with. Yeah, absolutely awesome kid. You know, and yeah, that that, that whole bracket was really for a Minnesota wrestling fan was was fun to watch.
0: I, it, it was super fun to watch, super entertaining. Tons of good Minnesota connections uh, going deep, and then we get to the t- to the finals shot. Oh man! Oh
1: man! Oh man! Did we ever? <laughs> like, we talked a little bit about this situation maybe a month ago that there's potentially a chance that yep. AJ Ferrari was gonna. Was going to end up at Iowa. And he's not there yet, right? Or he's, you know, he's he's not enrolled at the University he of Iowa. He took an official visit. He did take an official I visit. I saw him
0: with his parents in a sing... Him and a singlet with his parents taking a photo op. So, yeah, he did take an official visit. Took an
1: official visit a couple days ago. And um, so, Zach Glazier uh, from Albert Lee, another kid we've talked about a bunch on the show and we're yeah we're fans of. And, you know, love his wrestling style and his aggressiveness at 197. So he goes to wrestle um, AJ Ferrari in the finals.
0: Who some believe. So AJ's brother, we talked about earlier, he is going to be a Hawkeye. Like yes. he's committed to be a Hawkeye, a second semester Hawkeye.
1: Yes. Okay. And AJ's wrestling style is considerably different than Zach's. Zach is. Zach, I would say, is maybe a little more aggressive, and he he rips off some really nice leg attacks. And you know, he's got an awesome knee pole, You know, at one ninety seven long and. Um, really fun to watch tries to turn on top tries to turn on top yeah like he's actually wrestling when he's on top now aj ferrari how would you describe his wrestling style Uh, i don't know where to begin josh what if you were refing his match and he drops to a knee starts in the center drops to a knee backs up backs up backs up backs up and till he's outside of the circle all but one hand and the guy's wrestling kind of Is I don't want to say chasing him, but following him. But you
0: have to at some point, right?
1: Yeah, and then he like dives in and makes this like super athletic snatch single thing. Um, I feel like the first, you know, like when he backs up. I would say 90
0: 90 seconds to one hundred twenty seconds probably would take me to stall AJ out of a match. Yeah, I mean, like I would call him repeatedly. Oh my gosh! Terrible.
1: and he's got it figured out so much that when he he's won a
0: national count, title with it. He did. It's, it's so hard to watch. And as bad as it is on his feet, his top wrestling's worse than his, his neutral wrestling. Way worse. Way worse. He drop two legs, shove him out of bounds. Drop to a legs, leg, him out of hears bounds. Here's
1: that four count and then shoves him out of bounds. And Oof. it's just Oh my but it's within the rules. That part is within the rules.
0: It it you know what? It is within the rules. However, it bothers me when the referees forget they can also call stalling. Like you can just call stalling. Yeah. Like if he just drops a leg for a four co- count, two, three times, just call him. You don't have to get the five to have that that technical, which has to be a stall call. You can also make a judgment stall call because the guy's clearly not wrestling. Yeah, he is making no attempt Zero to attempts to return him to... to the mat
1: or or turn the wrestler. No attempts to score. I mean, it's gotta be so it is a hard
0: brand of wrestling to watch for for us, but um so as the match goes on, <laughs> very close match, right? Mm-hmm. Very
1: close. What, AJ dives in, in, and he is the one thing that I will say that he does really well, is when he gets a hold of that leg, he's strong enough to pull it in, and he is really good with
0: that cutback from yeah. his
1: knees. You know, he comes up under, and he cuts back.
0: He's so powerful. Look, I mean, we've all 665 pounds or not, right? No. He's, the guy's an animal physically you know, maybe mentally too, I don't know, but he's an animal. He gets that, that leg up. It's hard to stop him, right? Once he's in that deep, he's going to finish on almost everybody, almost every time. And he did. He did. And he finished on Glacier when we know
1: every single person, every Minnesotan ever was cheering for Glacier to win that I match. I think
0: most Iowans were cheering for it based on the arena noise levels. That's when
1: I would really put a smile on my face right? when I heard. You're smiling you know, right now. Yeah. I just, this is, this brings joy to me. And I think many, many other wrestling fans out there, besides Minnesotans and Islands, even just national. Probably some random Oklahoma State fans that are smiling right now. <laughs> I believe you are right, Al. So Ferrari finishes the takedown with that cutback. It's it's a he's yep, he really does good it. at that finish. Um, well, okay, you know when he gets to go up, you know was it in was that in overtime?
0: That was that was right. Yeah, it was overtime. It was overtime yeah, yeah, right? yeah. No, it so, was a Sudden victory.
1: So match is over. Yep. He goes instead of just like getting up. And going back to the center and shaking
0: hands, or you know, like which you know he's gonna he's gonna do something goofy, right? He's but do he chooses to stuff the head hard of his theoretical future teammate in a week. Yeah,
1: after a match that just went to overtime,
0: like a good know, match,
1: a great match, you know, right? Now,
0: Competitive, like, like respect the other guy. It's not, and Zach wasn't. It, it's not. I saw AJ in a different match in the tournament get feisty because the guy was kinda clubbing him and stuff and getting physical with him. Zach just wrestled hard. But yeah. there was no, you know, chippy eye gouging, uh, you know, hard cuffing. It was just a good match. Yeah. I mean he's But good. AJ can't let it go, so he stuffs his head, kinda gives him a little hip into him. And, you know, Zach is something, like, you know, kinda Shoves him back like get get off me, you know what? Like, what are you doing? He essentially
1: gets up quickly. Yes,
0: that's all he did was it's, get up quickly. Get, that's
1: what he did. Get, he got get, up quickly. Get, get off me! And what does AJ do? He responds with a would you call it a punch or more of like a slap?
0: Well, if we were not going to get audited, I would say it was a B slap. It was a it was. I know this. I know this. His future in MMA is limited oh, if that's all sure, the hard he it can is punch. not
1: gonna. I mean, there's. There's no chance if that's if that's his like. I think it actually caught the referee. It didn't hurt him either. It it did catch the referee. I've had to like find a couple angles
0: where he (laughs) caught the referee on like the, the you know the after slap. Yeah, it was it was kind of a, but it wasn't an open handed complete slap. It was just a yeah. It was an awkward, really awkward. And I don't know if AJ was was
1: mad because that match went into was got actually interesting. Ironically enough, got put into overtime because of a stall call. Right. You know, because A.J. was backing, off the, backing right off the edge shows. of the mat. Like, he should have got called yeah. for stalling. The ref finally called him for it, and which is kind of funny to see an Iowa guy get Well, he's not an Iowa guy He's yet. not an Iowa he, guy yet. Yeah, um, get called so for so stalling. you're
0: telling me it was odd to watch an Iowa guy, Zach, be the beneficiary of a stalling call in Iowa? Yeah, that's not odd In hindsight, like, it
1: actually was it's normal. Par for the course. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, so he goes with this, like, limp-wristed slap thing, and... <laughs> Um, then the ref, the ref, like I've never seen this before. Have you? That you know, he gets dings him for unsportsmanlike. Yeah, or, he
0: starts patting his head and,
1: D, you know, goes over and talks to the table. And <laughs> they took A's, the match
0: win away from him. Is
1: deep gets DQ'd after the match is over.
0: I, I still don't know what happened. I, like, uh, if so, pretend that that pretend that that was like a Gopher guy, right? That would have done that to Glacier. And Joel's gets done and cuffs glazier and hits the ref in the process i think joel still wins the title but gets kicked out of the next event and maybe gets in trouble with the ncaa but i don't know if it's because aj's not affiliated with anybody officially but they took the tournament win away from it they
1: did i mean it, oh yeah and he flicked let's not forget he flicked he flicked zach off after the slap oh yeah yeah, yeah. Gave, yeah. Him, gave him the old bird and then, I think once Zach Glazer got his hand raised and the crowd went wild with joy, was that when AJ was
0: dropped in the splits was and that, the double was it, Were they going wild with joy, or was it a combination of outrage and joy? Because watching live, you couldn't see it, but we've all seen it since then. JJ, AJ pulled the Van Damme splits <laughs>
1: Double birds. It was, like, was it like a movie, Bloodsport? Right, you right, know?
0: yeah. Like any of the Van Damme movies yeah, from the late yeah, really, 80s. It was all of movie, them. It's like, oh, yeah, keep doing it. keep showing off. <laughs> so AJ pulls the splits and flits off, flicks off the whole crowd. The yeah, Iowa like crowd. Like this is, keep in mind, this is like a 60 to 80% <laughs> Iowa fan base, very loud, passionate crowd who he wants to wrestle for next week. <laughs> he and he <laughs> decides to flip it kind of off. Ball. That's how he's going to start his like, his Iowa, you know, tenure.
1: Oh, my gosh. It was unbelievable. and It, it was unbelievable. It w- was almost unbelievable. I was at a family Christmas when this <laughs> happened, and my phone just started going bananas. And I'm like, what the heck? And I go to look, and all of a sudden, my daughter Carter's like, Dad, you got to see this. You know, the non-wrestler in our family. Right? She knew about it before I did. <laughs> and man, oh, man, did that make for a good conversation piece at the at the dinner table oh man we laughed and introduced some non-wrestling fans into the you know a little deeper into the sport of
0: wrestling I was gonna say I've got a bunch of uh people I know of, non-wrestling fans are like did you see this did you hear about it it's all over the internet it's gonna be a meme it's, it's gonna be a great meme yeah
1: I yeah. I couldn't help but think when I saw it like when he dropped in the splits and went double birds yeah made me think of you immediately Like, if you ever get back on the Derby track...
0: With my massive flexibility?
1: Yes. And let's just say... Okay, now imagine to our our listeners that are Derby fans...
0: I am the most flexible uh, (laughs) co-host of the podcast in this room. And it's not even close. Which is not saying (laughs) anything at all. So, can you just... I just pictured you getting black flagged for, like
1: reckless driving which is outrageous and then you get out of the car if you drop in the
0: splits and you flick off the crowd at the dakota <laughs> county fair hey like. i i've i've actually seen a guy flip flip off the crowd from a derby car many times including at your brother-in-law oh yeah <laughs> yes. oh boy the uh so yeah leave it to aj so to... look i told there's um there's some forums on Intermat. They've got a wrestling forum. And I, I just don't go there, right? It's not it it's the same guys talking the same stuff. There's some Iowa shills, some Penn State shills, some random people, whatever. I actually spent like an hour on the forums today just laughing. There was thread after thread about this issue. And there's people saying it was no big deal. Keep him coming to Iowa. It was a huge deal. Kick the whole family out. Like it's it it's gonna be interesting to see how this one plays out.
1: Oh, man. You know, and it, I'll be honest, if there wasn't a Minnesota kid involved at that weight, it would be, like, the, one of the most entertaining situations for me ever for college I, wrestling. I,
0: I totally agree. I, um, you know, at this point, I'm a, you know, I will I'm a Simon Glacier fan, and I, and I hope he gets the spot and yeah, gets to keep it. Outside of that, pretend it was Jacob Warner still there instead of Zach Glacier. How it entertaining it would have been? Be the for greatest this Christmas present ordered? ever.
1: <laughs> if that, if that's what it was, I mean, if that, oh my gosh, that is, I feel like such a hypocrite right now because it would literally like be the. I was at a family Christmas. It right. would have been like opening <laughs> the
0: best present ever.
1: Ever. I just won the gold. I just got the golden goose here. But since there's, since Zach since Glazer's involved, it, it is not nearly.
0: It's it's not as uh, it's not as funny.
1: Yeah, that'll. Yeah, so we'll just have to keep an eye on that and see what happens. I don't know.
0: I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I think there it'll be a big story moving forward. You know, their second semester is going to start soon, and, and if A.J. is going to wrestle at Iowa or anywhere, he's going to need to be enrolled someplace. There's talk about if, if A.J. doesn't get to go to Iowa, will his brother Anthony stay there? There's a third. The
1: Angelo, you know, who's, a, who's a senior. For, in...
0: rolling around, who's possibly going to. Yeah, Be a it, Hawkeye's a point or follow his brothers wherever they go. Like, I don't know. It's, Angelo's
1: committed to the University of Iowa. You know, he's still in high school down in Texas. So you know, that, you know, they're, I was all in on these Ferrari guys, the Ferrari family, which I love
0: because so entertaining, it's so great that it's not in our backyard. There's no Minnesota kids at 149. Is there at Iowa? Who am I missing? I don't think so. No. So that, no, that's perfect, right? Yeah, like yeah. That, that whole fiasco's is oh, awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> But Rathjen and and Ferrari just Rathjen's not even their starter he's not even close to their starter isn't that crazy and he wasn't last I know he, year wrestled he made the well, he won the tournament, tournament last but year. he's not their best guy even close
1: the one guy that I actually feel kind of bad about this for that that what's going on at 149 is Victor Voinovich.
0: he is Do you a, feel bad for him for committing to be a Hawkeye
1: well that's on him I I will say that but he so he went to okie State um He's a very, very, I met him, he's a very nice, well-mannered kid. I don't know okay. how he ever ended up at Iowa. I don't right. get that yet. Um, I know that Okie State, and, you know, he couldn't be, wasn't the guy there, so he ended up going to Iowa, which I don't, it would be interesting to see
0: what happens. I mean, he's him. he's right in the mix. The problem is that they've got literally four or five guys that are right there. I mean, uh, you said, what, Cade Seabrett? How do you say his name? Yeah, Seabrett, Seabrett yep. Like he's got a brother that was their starter last year, right? Yeah,
1: Kobe. I think it's Kobe, isn't it? Yeah,
0: and he was the guy at 149 last year. Yeah, and he was, I think, a, a qualifier, right? Right, and now I think he got third or fourth or fifth at Luther Open, right? Mostly to Hawkeyes, and and now he's not even wrestling in that bracket. Like it's a deep weight class for him.
1: Oh man, that'll be a just another one. Pretty that one will be more entertaining to keep an eye on because there's not a Minnesota connection.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, really um, no bad can happen there. Yeah. Like, it's o- only fun stuff.
1: That'd be kind of fun for Zach Glazer to, like, literally, I, I don't... Probably doesn't listen to the Alan Josh show, um, but if he if he does or this were to get relayed to him, there was a l- many, 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 like... Oh, man. I can't even... What do you think, percentage-wise, how many people were pulling for him?
0: Does it go past 100? Because, <laughs> I mean, if you rule out people the last name Ferrari... Right. That's... Let's yeah. go, Glacier. Well, I mean, you could hear even over the uh, over the um, streaming broadcast how loud the crowd got when Glacier won. Yeah. And, and this is, like I say, a, a pro Iowa crowd who typically be fairly neutral with Iowa versus Iowa, and they were loud they were for loud. that match. They all wanted Glacier to win. I really, I enjoyed that. And that's a crowd that that is you know essentially cheering against bringing a former national champion into their lineup,
1: right? Yeah. That's
0: what that crowd is cheering for. Like that's how much they like Glacier is they don't want this knucklehead former national champ in their lineup.
1: This guy who's going to potentially going to score a ton of points right. in a very boring fashion at the NCAA tournament. <laughs> uh, that's AJ. They're just.
0: Oh. Well, and so again, that, uh, that, that smooth comp, Preview, no review. Brought to you by Todd Hansen. Hansen. Appreciate Todd. Uh, always a big fan of the show. He's actually a contributor on some back uh, backend uh, conversations and topics. It's kind of becoming a, like an on-site correspondent, right? It is, which
1: is handy to have. Very handy. Do we want to talk a little, just just briefly? Um, I didn't, I didn't watch nearly as much of the Midlands as as you, probably you did, Al?
0: Well, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a ton either. I watched just a little bit. Um, I was super excited, uh, 184 pounds, right? One of the leading pinners in the country, Roger yeah. Rogotsky, um, was there, and he started his weekend off with two more pins. Um, he ended up, he just got those two. There was a potential matchup there with a a guy from Michigan State, Lane Melchewski. And I hope Ryder and and Lane match up later because they've got a very interesting style matchup that could be super exciting uh, for the fans. Um, So yeah, Ryder picked up a couple pins there. I think actually over the scuffle, Roman's brother... Ryder's brother Roman is at Indiana, and I think Indiana's 187-pounder maybe moved ahead of Ryder in in pins for D1 nationally. But uh, Ryder's right up there, and Roman's actually on the chart too. Roman's got six falls with an opportunity to get some more this weekend at the scuffle as Indiana's competing. Um, you know, one of the things I, I keep an eye on, I mentioned 184 there Um some of these Christmas tournaments, some of the D3 schools go to, and a lot of the Wisconsin schools are in Augsburg's region, so I like to keep keep an eye on them, and whether it's scouting or tracking or whatever. Um, the guy who won 184 pounds for Wisconsin, actually Shane Legal, um, he was a Loris kid last year. Oh, really? Yeah, and he got second uh, in D3 Nationals, um, and he ended up winning as a 12 seed, won the tournament. So, uh, nice turnaround out of that yeah, Random well, kid, but, um, and you said he's at, he's at Wisconsin now. He's at Wisconsin. Yep. He's their starter now. Well, you don't
1: you not often. Seen,
0: you go from D three to D one. Well, and especially, I mean,
1: I haven't seen a lot of kids transferring to Wisconsin lately either. Why would you want to? I don't know. I mean, the freaking Iowa state blanked him. Right. You know, that I, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Well,
0: I mean, he's, a, he's, He's a Wisconsin kid that went down to Loris and came back home. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? A, it, I don't know.
1: Yeah, they have not. Wisconsin has not done a good job oh, of man. keeping their in-state talent, which is to, to you know, like the Gophers benefit, you know, against, and Oxford's benefit. And, and right Augsburg, at, at, the Gophers, um, Missouri, right? You know, there's man, they're if they could keep if they could keep half their kids in state, that would be. They would have. A stronger lineup right now.
0: Do you see Keegan O'Toole? He must listen to the show. I wouldn't be surprised. Because he decided to throw a monkey wrench in in, um, our whole your school's, um, you know, how to avoid ducking in college. Yeah. It's your school's record at the weight class. Yeah. And they were wrestling. um, They were who was who was Missouri was wrestling somebody on that UFC channel. um, And and he went up to 174 to wrestle Ed Ruth, I think. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? From Illinois. And And Edmund Ruth is like a top five, six guy in the country. Yeah. And O'Toole went up a weight class and Uh, beat him. Of course he did. So here's my answer, though, Josh. I thought about this. Even (laughs) though Keegan tried to say, you you know, know, throw throw the the monkey wrench in there. Put it in your face, Al. I think it's good. And it, it actually would encourage more things like that. Keegan can go up a weight class or two and get his teammates better seeds at Nationals. By beating guys up a weight class. Huh. Jokes, no, on, you t-
1: joke's on you, O'Toole. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks for boy. proving Al's point. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I mentioned pins, right? Both Rogotskys are on the on the leaderboard for, for pins. Yeah. In, in Tech Falls in D1, our man T-Rob um, has six Tech Falls. I think the leader has 10. He's on the chart there for Tech Falls. Oh, nice. And you mentioned the 184-pound combination at Minnesota of Salzar and McAnally. They've got seven and six tech falls between the two of them. They're both on the leaderboard as well. That's pretty impressive. Pretty nice option, yeah, right? Yeah, that's really,
1: that's, you know, plan A and plan A. 1A. Yeah, 1A. I mean, <laughs> that is
0: nice to have. Yeah. So I watch, I'll tell you, the Midlands, one thing I liked about the Midlands is um, on their Big Ten Plus channel, they had eight mats, but they had a ninth stream going. And it was just a stream that jumped around, and it and a lot of times it was to good matches. Sometimes it was to matches that maybe they weren't, you know, front side, really important, high level matches. But they they there was always action on the screen, you know. So if there's blood time, if there's this, if there's that, um, they had that night stream, which was kind of a nice. to have on in the background as i was doing some other stuff
1: it sounds a lot like the alan josh zone that that dennis lemire and eric stroke set up for us a couple years ago at the christmas tournament
0: it was a lot like that without the awesome announcing
1: oh there was no announcing for that either there was not there was not jeez like that is you gotta i mean say they're they taking notes
0: from the iowa guys i don't know maybe they figure if if uh, iowa can get away with with least level of effort everybody else can too you know it's embarrassing look the soldiers loot started because the midlands tournament we talked about the midlands tournament got you know canceled or delayed or, or restricted or covid card or whatever if you're gonna do that do it right you know and there's plenty of guys in iowa that know how to run a good tournament but yet they use this one-off you know uh Smooth bracket count. software they've got no uh no play-by-play like i don't know good man. talent's
1: hard to find
0: It is. 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 Um, I got an idea, Al. Okay. This
1: this is. I'm brainstorming a little bit here, but you know, let's not forget to mention our sponsors uh, at General Sports. Yeah. They do a. They do a fantastic job of contributing to our. um, Our show and sponsoring us, and are glad to sponsor us. And they're all about getting into the wrestling, more and more involved with the wrestling community. Yeah. The shirt Um, I'm wearing right here is actually both these shirts are from General Sports. I got an idea for some merch for us. Bring it on. Let's just see. Let me throw this out there to our listeners. If this is something they would be interested in. So you're talking beyond koozies. Yes. yes, It's kind of
0: our merch. (laughs) That's where where (laughs) we're kind of of stagnant right now. We've stalled out at getting koozies twice. (laughs) Yes.
1: So, so, but here, this is another, this is a good idea, solid idea. Because I know like um, General Sports has like maybe, I don't know if it's exclusive, but they have a contract with the company Unreal which is like a wi- like a wildly popular sweatshirt brand of apparel right now. I think it's spelled U-N-R-L. Okay. Really nice stuff. And um, what if we were able to get Unreal hoodies or sweatshirts, you know, with you
0: doing the splits, giving the double bird? I was quite literally, <laughs> when you started on this tangent, going to ask if AJ's picture was copyrighted because I think it would be pretty sweet to have that as part of our... It mean we, we just put your we crop your face onto AJ's. Body. We, well, <laughs> I don't have a Louis Vuitton singlet, so I <laughs> we're gonna have to go from the neck up, not the not the waist up. Some people believe that was a Gucci singlet. <laughs> it <was>, it might have <laughs> been. I don't know. God. It was not Levi's. <laughs> <I>, kind of <the, laughs>
1: You know, I know like the double birds is not would not be probably our typical thing. Um, but the idea of you doing the splits <laughs> on was, a hoodie? Yeah. Maybe we'll just change it to like the peace sign or like the number ones. Right, yeah, like the well, there the was actually, one podcast, look. There was there was Chicago a few
0: conference. Iowa fans that firmly believed that AJ was simply announcing. Here's when I'm going to do my commitment announcement on one one tomorrow, <laughs> and put one finger up in each hand to show that it that's was January first, one one. Iowa fans were believing that they are yes, that's makes sense. I mean, of course they are. Of course, wouldn't yeah, why wouldn't they? That will be a great addition to the team. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Maybe. Well, look, Josh. I don't. We had. I can't tell you how much fun I had this weekend. We had two or three different text threads going with different groups of people. We had tons of college wrestling streaming and all kinds of fun side topics. And and um, so it was a blast. We've just got going as we're recording this. We're getting ready for the um, the quarterfinals to get going at the scuffle. Right. We've got some some fun Minnesota connections going there. Um, But I think. I think for now that's about all I've got for our, our college wrestling holiday review.
1: Well, um, okay. Before we before we check out here, what about um, we'll go we'll go watch the quarters of the scuffle where we got a couple of Minnesota kids. who are still wrestling. Kale Carlson from the University of Oklahoma, um, Zach Hansen from Stanford. All right there's a couple probably a couple more guys that I'm missing here. Maybe Mannix Morgan from Oklahoma still is he in the quarters too?
0: Um Mannix, I saw him wrestle and win a match earlier. Did he win his next one? I uh, not very good at well, audio here. I'll have yeah, to look.
1: We'll figure that out. Um but what do you got
0: coming up this weekend? Uh this weekend we will be in Iowa for one of the one of the funnest events of the year of college wrestling. It's uh national duels. It's formerly in Kentucky. It's down in Cedar Falls this year, Friday and Saturday, and it has D2 national duels, 16-team tournament, D3 national duels, 24-team tournament. There is like a multi-division tournament that includes um, schools that aren't affiliated with the D2 or D3 program. Like there's a trade school out east that Jason Bryan had told us about a couple years ago they're going to be there competing. Um, There's NAAC. NAIA, there's women's divisions, there's also some individual tournaments going on. Like, it's that tournament we talked last year was 39 mats. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be that, down in the Unidome this weekend.
1: So remind me, um, how did Augsburg do in that tournament last year?
0: Last year they did well. They, they won did. that tournament. They did. And they were they were not, um, you know, favored to win going in. They were like a three seed, and uh, they wrestled well. And they got... M-
1: Almost everybody back from that team, Just right? Just
0: about everybody back. Yeah.
1: So if I'm, I'm gonna be at the Cheesehead. Um, if I want to follow along and watch, can I? I mean, is uh, it being streamed? Do you know? Yeah. You, you know,
0: that's. I, I should have probably looked this up. It's on track for sure. Okay. Um, and I'll have to look. I, I'm. It might be a
1: Hmm. Well, yeah. and, and I'm sure you'll. If it is, you'll you'll let me know. And, yeah. Um, but I do think. Maybe we could get together and do like a like a little recap show from the upcoming events this weekend. Yeah, for sure. You know, like you know, because like, I'd love to hear about. I remember how much fun you said that tournament was last year. So maybe, maybe if we can find time this week, we'll sneak in like a clash. You know, we should talk a, a lot of.
0: There's a lot of high school events we haven't got
1: to yet. So maybe we can. We make haven't touch of
0: high school, right? How much high school's been going on? A ton.
1: Um, yeah. There's the Rumble. There was the Rogers Holiday Madness, the Bi-State the Eau Claire Holiday Duels. Right. Um. Maybe we can get together and film a separate episode covering that. Sure. And yeah. then next week, sometime after the cheese head and the clasher and the national duels are over, we can kind of hash those out and see how they went.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, perfect. Well, okay. another great podcast. Yeah, great sounds good to me. To sounds good. Thanks rep- for joining. Minnesota Wrestling <laughs> Representative. Alan
1: Josh is the podcast show, just two guys that's in the know, bringing the wrestling news episodes. You can sit and listen or hear on the go. Voices is smooth, podcast is free, many platforms for downloading. Minnesota wrestling, Elvis, Josh, Raymond, report the scene. High school, college, women, youth. Soda wrestling is for you Live from the Kitchen I Army mean Studio 2 Can't wait for the next one Stay tuned